mateys it's the dirty pirate here it's abw live my name is chris i am your host you know that by now i'm joined by carl carl how you doing all good christopher all good good my friend good no fucking around today we're straight in bang we're back here we are this is this is how it's gonna be uh welcome to everybody in the chat i'm not gonna name you all because I don't care. No, I do. I do care. I do. But I'll tell you who I care about more than anybody else. Let you into a little secret, listener. J. Robin, Billy Butler. There's your little cheeky pirate wave. You know why. Uh, ladies and gents, if you want to join the ABW membership, please feel free. Um, am I going to give you anything for it? Hell no, because I don't really understand. But Danny does all that fancy stuff. So if you want to be like J. Rob and Billy Butler and get a very special piratey wave then uh, go to the little click join button, watch the video, do all that good stuff, send us all of your monies, and that's it. So there you go. Uh, that's the plugging over. If you want to join us, watch it, do it. Right, Carl, Arsenal 1, Liverpool 1. It's, uh, it's official. Football is back for the seventh time this calendar year or month, or I don't even know anymore. All I know is that it's pretty cold outside all of a sudden, I think summer's done, and apparently football is back. You, how do you know when football's back? When there's sodding internationals next week. That's when you know football's back. But we're not here to talk about that. Let me get your first impressions, just overall. We won the game 5-4 on penalties, having been 1-0 up, pegged back to 1-1 by the Dirty Bin Dippers, and then we went and won it on pens. Just your initial reaction to the win today. Major trophy. Um, I believe in the hierarchy it goes... Champions League, Community Shield, then the Premier League. I'm sure that's how it goes, right? No, 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 no. It goes Charity Shield, FA Cup, Champions League, Premier League. That's how it works. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Listen, Mourinho said it was a major trophy when he said he won four or the triple or whatever it was. I can't remember what the idiot said. So fuck it. It's a major trophy. Listen, uh, I'm happy that we beat Liverpool. I'm happy that we won the game. Um, winning breeds success, doesn't it? And it breeds confidence. And then the day, yes, if we lost this game, we would have been like, oh, it's just a, it's just a friendly. But in the day, we've won. We've beaten England's champions, apparently. They're apparently the best team in um, England and we beat them twice. Just want to put that out there. Um, so I'm I'm happy. Do you know what? And the performance was quite good, considering we've only been back a week in training. I mean, I know the season's only ended like a month ago. I know players would have gone on holiday. They would have tried to relax, and then they came back. I believe the start of the week, and you know that you could tell that the fitness was kind of um, waning um, towards the end of the second half. But at the end of the day we beat Liverpool, made a trophy in the cabinet, and it's one more trophy we've got that Spurs haven't got. Yeah, I uh, I tweeted um, about it. I, th I think I'm right. I did do this quickly, but I think I'm right in saying that if you count the Community Shield as a major trophy, which we've just confirmed that we are, um, we've won eight since Spurs last won their last trophy. So good times. Uh, God bless Mourinho and, and all his stupidity. But um, yeah, we're, we're not, uh, as probably some of you will know, tuning into this, this season. It's a new season. It's a bit of a new start, new team, new style to how we're going to do things. So we're, we're not going to run through particularly the lineups in any depth. We're not going to go through every single individual chance. We're just going to kind of have a bit of a, a shoot the breeze kind of podcast. And um, just a heads up, these will be a lot shorter because, you know, I've got French football to watch. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but no, in all seriousness, they will be a bit shorter this season. 
So, Carl, just looking at the lineup, um, the two probably noticeable things that people picked up on pre-game was um, one selection in particular and a couple of absentees. Uh, no Lacazette, no Pepe. The the line from the manager is that they weren't match fit or you know weren't quite up to speed. Um, I believe Lacazette is actually still quarantined. Uh, I believe Pepe has a, a slight ankle problem, nothing serious, but enough to sort of not risk him in a game of this this lack of significance. Um, and probably the big one, Emmy Martinez started in goal ahead of Burnt Leno. Some would say shop window. Others would say speculate. So speculate for me. What do you reckon? A little from column A, a little from column B. I think that it was a little bit shop window. Um, there's been reports that Chelsea are looking at him. Uh, uh, of. Sorry, uh, I know, but regions of about uh, 35 mil, if reports are to believe. Um, I personally, listen, I think you need two people in each position competing um, to try and get in. I don't think there should be a number one or number two. However, I understand Martinez's situation. He wants to play football. You know, he's had a taste of it now. Uh, being the number one and he's got that taste in his mouth and he wants more of it so at the end of the day I can't blame him for not wanting to come back and if he's not assured or guaranteed um, sitting on if he's not assured playing in time he's going to be the cup keeper or the European keeper you know he wants to play in the league so I can understand. The only thing I'd say if I was Arteta is this season is going to be crazy. So you will probably end up with more game time than you than you think. If you say to Leno, okay, you will play the 38 league games. But if you say to Martinez, you will play every single cup game, including Europa, he's going to get a fair few amount of games. So, you know, it's um, these games are going to come thick and fast. It's going to be literally... Um, I think it's almost three games a week, some weeks for for a long period. So you can't play your best team every single week. However, um, I think he deserves to keep his place. I think if you look on the face of things, how he ended last season, um, he deserved to keep his place. He he won us the FA Cup. um, He definitely played his part. So for me, I personally would have gone with Leno. Sorry, I would have gone with Martinez as well. Mm. Yeah, I think just picking up on your point there about the amount of football we've got to play, I believe, I think I read it somewhere, that there isn't a, a gap in the midweek calendar until the middle middle of December. So that gives you an idea of how many games we're going to be playing in such a short space of time. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to, we'll probably cover in more depth on the podcast the debate about the goalkeepers. We'll also probably touch on the manager's press conference yesterday where he made light of the futures of El Nene and Ganduzi and a few others. So we'll, we'll keep our powder dry for that, for the podcast um, with regards to that. We want to keep it really focused on today. Um, for the record as well, I thought Marcelo was very good today. Very, very good. If he was in the shop window, made a couple of big saves, um, commanded his, his penalty area very, very well and uh, generally looked the part. In uh, in terms of the um, the performance sort of first half, I thought we um, I thought we outplayed Liverpool in large spells in that first half. We looked good on the on the counter attack. We, we looked comfortable in possession. We looked organised. I didn't think they, they had too much of a threat. And uh, and then a certain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang stepped up. Um, who said he can't play from the left? That was very, uh, dare I say, Henri-esque for that goal. Beautiful piece of play from, from Saka. Fantastic football to play out from the back once again. So we've seen that a few times now under Arteta. And Aubameyang 
cut inside and did the rest. Uh, he is absolutely vital, isn't he, in terms of this season? Um, we all have a suspicion that he's he's staying. Um, I have a suspicion it's been done for a while, but that's just my thoughts or just my take on it. But yeah, I mean, brilliant goal, and and he's going to be so so important for us this season, isn't he? If he, if he is indeed staying. Yeah, I think he he will stay personally myself because I think by now um, he would definitely been chopped out, wouldn't he? I don't think we're gonna if we can if we could have got some sort of money for him, we probably would have sold him by now and looked to get a replacement. So I very much doubt that he's going to leave us personally. But football's a funny thing, so you 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 never know. I think do you know what this is going to sound so weird, but. I honestly do think it all depends on what happens with Messi. I don't know if I'd ever say that because if Messi does go, then obviously you're looking at Barcelona looking to not replace Messi, but get in a goal scorer. Cause as you know, that um, Suarez is out anyway, that's another thing, but anyway, yeah. So I do think that he, he will stay. Um, and the goal for me was just brilliant from back to front. It was artetable, if you want to call it that. Old Wenger ball, Arteta ball, fucking Ray ball. But um, yeah, it was um, <laughs> it was played out from the back beautifully um, over to Abamyang, and yeah, the 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 shot for into the the far post, into the far corner, absolutely brilliant for me. And you know what could you ask? You can't ask for any more from your star striker um, or left winger, whoever you want to call him. Um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, keeps coming up big at crucial times, which was, um, you know, even Thierry Henry, that, that was a, an accusation levelled at him that he didn't perform on the biggest stages. And so far, Aubameyang seems to be doing that. Um, and we'll, we'll certainly forgive one night against the Greek side. You know, we all have our off days. But um, yeah, fantastic goal. Another player I want to pick up on, I've seen him go through the chat a couple of times. And um, hi, chat. I see you there. I see you all. I see you all. Um yeah, uh, Mohamed El Nene is is a name that is 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 popping up quite a lot in in the chat today, and just wanted to get your kind of thoughts. I think if I think we're all kind of sat here going, look, you know, if, if a good offer comes in, he's probably available, and I, and I think we all agree that midfield is an area that that Mikel and and uh, and, and the backroom staff, Edu, etc., are going to have to work quite hard to get some creativity into because it is painfully obvious that that's a, a huge huge hole we've got in this team right now. But um, I thought he was quietly very effective today. You know, he, he scored a very good goal against MK Dons, but, you know, MK Dons, friendly, you know, slow-paced, etc. But in a game today against the the best team that the world has ever seen, best team in the galaxy, um, you know, by far and away the greatest team ever, <laughs> um, I thought he was very good. Very, very good today. You know, composed, never seemed rushed, um, had that sort of languid style that, that I think people have forgotten he has. And I thought he moved the ball quite well in midfield alongside Xhaka. So... You know, if we if we did go into the season with him still in on the books, wouldn't be that concerned, would you? No, I wouldn't be that concerned, but I don't think he's good enough to start for Arsenal. I think you're in centre midfield. You're looking at Xhaka and A another. Um, you know, you are thinking, what is it that Oneni can do that maybe Lucas Torreira can't? Um, for me, I think it's. <sighs> I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't mind if he stayed in the squad. I'll be very honest with you, but I don't mm-hmm. think he should be sought as a midfield starter alongside 
um, Xhaka because I don't think there's enough creativity in the midfield for that. And that was the one problem that we had last year. There was no creativity within the midfield. Um, you are looking at Xhaka as the deep line playmaker. And then you're looking at, you know, another midfielder next to him, the number eight, who will, you know, drive on and drive into the box, dare I say it, and Ramsey-esque. Um, so as much as I do love El Nene and I, I think he's a good squad player, he's no more than a squad player. That's that's all we'd have him as. Yeah, yeah. When you say Aaron Ramsey, yes, the name you were looking for was uh, Hussam Awar. Uh, just that's like the one. There. Thank you. We all know that Ramsey was was trash. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Some some jokes will never die. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. My thoughts on El Nene or my brief take on it is if you. I think Lucas Torreira is a, is a is a higher value and easier to sell asset. So if you get high money for Torreira, and that means that and that means that um, El Nene comes into the Torreira role, i.e., backup comes in for certain Europa games and provides squad depth. No problem keeping him. Um, if it's a case of sell Torreira or you know or sorry sell El Nene and uh, not make much money on him. You, you know, I'd rather keep him around and sell a player like Torreira, who clearly Arteta just doesn't fancy for whatever reason. So that's kind of how I would look at that one. Um, just going back to the game, in terms of the second half, I thought, I mean, there wasn't a lot else to be said. I did think we, we created some good chances. I think, I think Eddie and Ketty on another day probably should have put us two up. Um, I thought his movement was, was good today, but he just he's just a little bit short of that killer instinct, I think, at the moment. I, I, hopefully that will come. Um, but but I thought we looked like the better side. Second half, Liverpool were, were much more of a purpose. I thought they came out with much more of a purpose. They they were stronger in, in the challenge. They were quicker on the break. Certainly caused us some issues, and, and they did duly equalise. Did you feel like the equaliser was down to a little bit of tiredness from our, our players? And, and when I say tiredness, I don't mean, you know, <laughs> it sounds silly to say tired. We haven't really done a lot, but it's just sort of that mental fatigue in that we have had a short, slightly shorter break than most other clubs, and I just felt like we we were getting deeper and deeper, and the goal was kind of inevitable at that point. Yeah, I mean, you say um, it's funny to say tiredness. I don't. Um, when you literally had what three weeks off, four weeks off, and then come back and then asked to run for ninety minutes, of course you're going to get tired. There's even the most supreme athletes in the world have to build up their endurance. So, and we haven't done that yet. We haven't probably done any endurance training yet. Like we've probably just done ball work and passing and working on our shape. Whether, you know, pre-season was, as you know, Chris, as being the manager, it's all about endurance. You no, know, doing them long runs, doing, you know, bleak tests, doing runs uphill with weights on and things like that. It, it's, it's hard to get back to peak physical fitness. I mean, no team really gets to their peak fitness probably till about November, December anyway, to be honest. Um, but, you could tell that we were getting tired in the second half. Um, the, uh, Enketia's legs had definitely gone. I think Saka's legs had definitely gone. Even Shaka to a point, he's just getting deeper and deeper and he was just popping off passes where normally you'd think he'd uh, run a little bit, but he wasn't. He was just literally getting the ball and trying to pass because he was literally dead. Um, but um, the goal for Liverpool, it was coming, to be honest. You could you could see um, Robinson was getting down that um, right-hand side's um, very, very often, and um, he just kept putting in crosses, putting in crosses, putting in crosses, and you could tell that after a while something was going to happen. And then 
their player Minamino, Min, Minamino, yeah. I want to say is That's yeah. The one. Um, yeah, suspicion of handball, but it wasn't handball, not at all. I think um, if you looked at it, I think it was our player that kind of That's maybe handballed it. To be honest, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, no, it was a, uh, it was just a, a switch off of concentration, unfortunately. But you know. Um, it happens, you know, it happens. There's a reason why I guess Liverpool are the league champions because they're when it on their day, they can be relentless. They can offer you wave after wave after wave of an attack. And once you're tired and you kind of switch off just just for a second, that's when they can punish you and that's what they did to us. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree with that. Uh, just a quick aside, just while we're um, just sort of taking a brief kind of pause of the game here. Um, if you're watching on Twitch, firstly, hello. How are you doing? Um, it's a platform we're having a little play around with this year. Um, yeah, if you are watching on Twitch, um, please please do give us a wave. And uh, if you are a regular Twitch viewer or you know you stream yourself or whatnot, um, you will know how the relevant ways of following us are. Just sort of give us a follow and you'll get notifications when we go live, much the same as YouTube. So uh, have a little look. Uh, I think at some point this season, we're going to dabble with actually streaming via the Twitch channel for like the pro clubs and FIFA stuff and, and all the stuff that like Ellis does. Although, you know, fuck Ellis at the end of the day. So whatever. Um, but uh, yes, if you are watching on there, thank you very much for joining us and all the people in the chat box again i see you we'll come to your questions don't worry i've saved saved some time at the end for those don't you worry uh yeah just in terms of the game as you say sort of equalizer came and at that point i must admit i'll, I'll be honest i did sort of think we'll, we'll probably end up losing 2-1 i felt like liverpool were, were very much on top of the game at that point but five minutes passed and then i felt like we we upped the ante again we made a couple of substitutions um, saw Joe Willock come on, Reese Nelson came on and added us, added us that little bit of an out ball, bit of pace up front. And, uh, and I thought we finished the game fairly strong and uh, ultimately it did end in a 1-1 draw. And then we went to penalties. We're not going to overanalyze the penalties here, but quite a high quality penalty shootout, I thought, to be fair. Uh, David Luiz's penalty in particular was was a, a nice little slot. But, I made um, one as well. Was very nice. as well. Yeah, more on him in, in a second. But uh, ultimately, you know, we, we make jokes about it being a trophy and, and whatnot. Um, for me, it's not so much about the silverware. It's more about the trophy of the fact that we've beaten Liverpool in consecutive months now. Um, and, you know, you put in the Chelsea and Manchester City results in there. I don't want to get over the top here, but I do just want to sort of get your thoughts on where we are, Project Arteta, because... The thing that thing that I find about today's game and, and have been finding about recent sort of uh, articles coming out, changes of coaches, links of players, etc., and so on, I can't find anything that that I can fault Arteta on at the moment. You know what I mean? It's I don't I don't like I I don't want to sort of spread the word positive in here because that gets dangerous when you say positive. But um, and yes, we'll come to that, Danny. Thank you. Uh, we um, we do look good, don't we? You know, as I say, I'm not I'm not coming on here and saying yeah, Champions League quadruple or anything like it in the next two years. But th- there's a lot of positive vibes, and you could see by the way the players, you know, enjoyed that celebration. And I'm sure we'll be mocked by other clubs who haven't won anything for twelve years, and others. But it, it does mean something, doesn't it? These are results that you take into the season and it's a springboard. And you saw by how quickly Klopp took his players off at the end of the, the, the game. I'm sure he doesn't really care, but you'd rather win a trophy than, than not, wouldn't you? Chris, we're going to win the league. I, I don't know what, I, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Like, you might still just give us that gold trophy. And I said gold, yes, because 
week. We're going to win the league. I don't understand what people are talking about. No. Um, in all seriousness, it, 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 it's so Arsenal to go and beat Liverpool and then go and lose to Fulham on the first game in the season, isn't it? Like, it's so fucking Arsenal, isn't it? But at the end of the day, look, we've played um, the two best teams in England, without a doubt, at the moment. And we beat both of them. Um, we won a trophy, we won two trophies, you know, uh, positivity around the club is what we needed. You know, I don't want to harp back on to, um, Emre, but we had a shit time with Emre. He, he ruined this club or he took this club to a place where it wasn't nice. And Arteta's come in and he's, you know, people always need time and people say, oh, well, Emre wasn't given time, but Sometimes you can look at people and just know that they're not going to go to a place that you really want to go. Um, Arteta is building something. Arteta is building um, this club. He's trying to get it to the place where he wants it. And it's going to take time because we're not going to get all the players that he wants this season. You know, let's face it, he's not going to... I don't think till next season, until you can get, I don't, I, we'll talk about this on the pod, I know we will, but until you can get Ozil off the books, off the, because that £350,000 a week is absolutely costing us ridiculous. And he's not, you know, Ozil's, Ozil can't even make a friendly squad against um, MK Dons, and he can't even make the bench against. Uh, in the charity shield. Ozil's not in the squad. He's not at all part of this team. So, we need to get him out. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to leave. So you're talking about a year until you can get his wages off the bill. And then you can look at, you know, that another star player who you can afford to pay high wages to. Because if you're looking at um, our Aubameyang maybe getting 250k, you can't afford to pay someone else that higher wages. So you have to sort of look around you have to shift people and I've get that's why we're talking about shifting other players but I'm cautiously optimistic I think is the word I'm looking for yeah. because you know you give Arsenal have always done this Arsenal have given me hope before and I've foolishly been like oh yeah yeah no, I'm, I'm happy and then we go and lose to West Brom on a wet Wednesday like so um at the end of the day as Danny says, and I know he's in the background um, doing something probably naughty, um, everyone gets a clean slate at the start of the season. Everyone does. Um, and we start the season and we go ahead. I think that Arteta is, he seems to be the right man for the job. Yeah. You know, um, ask me when we've lost like 3-0 to Spurs and then I'll probably tell him no. But um, no, but in all seriousness, you know what? You've got to give him time. And I think he's, he's building something and he's getting the right blocks in place and it's mm. not going to be easy because like I said, we are financially restricted a hundred percent. We are, but we have to hundred percent make sure that he's backed and hopefully the owners and the people in the power to make the decisions do back him. Yeah. Yeah. Danny's just put a lovely picture up in the chat box there. If you're watching live of, um, Aubameyang savoring the moment with Emi Martinez, which is always things you love to see. Um, here's my take on it. I don't think there's anything wrong with being cautiously optimistic. I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, in, with looking at things in a positive light. You can be optimistic, um, without being over the top. You know, we're not sitting here saying we're going to win everything. We're not saying that we're the greatest team that ever lived. I mean, we are, obviously. Oh, but, obviously. Uh, 
but you you know you you can be cautiously optimistic and and the one thing above all else that i will say is it's fun watching arsenal again that's that, that for me takes everything else away that that's that's the key thing you know if as long as we're enjoyable to watch and and there's things happening at the club and you can see you know the the always forward 14 thing for the FA Cup final that for me is that's the key as long as we're moving forwards and we're taking steps in the right direction you know we're not going to go unbeaten we are going to have some nights where we lose 3-1 at bloody West Brom on a rainy night on in February you're absolutely right you know we may well get humped by a Chelsea or a Liverpool it, it's going to happen probably but what you want from this club is it to be always moving forwards and you want to actually enjoy watching us and, and that's that's what I've m- taken most from from the Arteta run is that you can see something happening smiles on faces and, and good football's being played um, before we take some uh, a couple of questions and we'll crowbar in as many as we can, um, and I'll say when, people, because I know a few of you have put them in the box already and I will probably miss them. So if you've asked a question already, save it until I say now and then chuck it in. Um, thank Check you. Check out chat, Chris. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, but, uh, yes, I want to ask you about Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Ainsley, Ainsley, Ainsley. Actually, Sorry, yes. Um, what do you what do you reckon to this one? Because I've I've gone back and forth on this. Um, I don't agree with people that are giving Cedric Suarez a hard time. I, I think that's really uneducated. If I'm honest, I think that's a really lazy sort of thing to let. You know, it's, it's it, I think Cedric Suarez is a perfectly good backup player. And and by the way, he plays on the other opposite side. So let's let's not let's not get that involved. But the one thing about Maitland-Niles for me is that, and I know he came out after the game and said, you know, he's an Arsenal player and two, he's told otherwise. And, you know, he is. You'd expect him to say that. Good, good for him. But do you think that we are, do you think we regret it if we sell him? Because yes. he's clearly playing very well. You do. Okay. So with that in mind, if if Wolves come back with a £25 million offer, we, we clearly need to increase our midfield options. Uh, and we clearly need to raise money to do that. Why why are we so caught up on the idea of basically a reserve team player? Because that is what he is going to be, let's be honest. However well he's playing, he's going to be a reserve player. You know, in playing out of position, why is it we're so upset about this? You know, it's, it's just business. And and maybe, maybe it's the player himself who actually has said to Arteta, I need a new challenge. He's not going to say that on BT Sport before anyone gets on me. He's not going to say that publicly, but maybe it's him who wants a new challenge. Two reasons. Um, one, and I hate to use this phrase because he is one of our own. When mm. you when you have a player that's come through the academy and you send him, even with Iwobi, I mean, I wasn't Iwobi's biggest fan at all. Even when he left, I was I was a little sad because, you know, he, he's, you know, someone from Hale End. He's one of ours. As he made the nails, there's no one in the squad that does the job that he does. He, hmm. We won that game against Man City because of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Yes, Aubameyang scored two goals, 100%, and rightly so. But Ainsley Maitland-Niles did a job, and it was absolutely pivotal job that he did. Every team needs a squad player. Every team needs that sort of player that can come in and you say, oh, shit, play left back, play right back, blah, blah, blah. It, one of those things. However, 25 million is 25 million. And mm. as much as it would pay me to see him go, I would sell for 25 million. I wouldn't sell for no less than that. And I know some people will say, well, he's not worth 25 million. Well, he's worth 25 million to us. 
And if you ever paid the 25 million or you don't pay the 25 million, it's completely up to you. And I think today's performance, I think there'll be a lot of teams that will, well, I think Wolves are looking at it, and I think Newcastle as well are also looking at him. And I think people now or teams would have seen that performance today and be like, maybe he's worth that 25 million or mm-hmm. 17 plus add-ons. Do you know what I mean? Like um, be finishing the top. I mean, whatever team he goes to is going to be one of those teams. We're not going to win trophies. Let's be honest. But mm-hmm. it will be, Oh, maybe if uh, we finish in the top half, you get another million. Maybe if you, if we, uh, if he's, makes 45 appearances or 50 appearances, we get another million or something along them lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would not like to see him go. That's just my personal opinion. However, if a, a team does come in for 25 million, I guess everyone's got a price, haven't they? Um, yeah. I would send him there, but for no less, even 20 million, I genuinely wouldn't send it for 20 million. And I know it's, it's only 5 million, but that 5 million is, is could be pivotal. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, he, if Ben Chilwell's going for 50, then he's worth half that easily. You know, yeah, you've got Doherty as well going to... Um, that Tim Pop club to, to, of the road. To yeah. Spurs, yeah. For, and he's not um, Wolves' first choice right back. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? If he's worth, what, did he go for 20 million, I think it was? 22, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, if he, so he, if he's worth that, then there's no way that Ainsley Maitland-Niles is not worth flipping um, at least 25 million. So premium as well. Yeah, so for me, nah, I wouldn't send it for less than that. And Arsenal need to stand firm. They mm. ever need to say, you pay the money, or they say to Ainsley, you know what? Sorry, Ainsley, we've mm. put a value on you. No club has met that value, so therefore you're going to be staying with us. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I, I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I'll be honest, the player that Maitland-Niles was pre-Arteta, I'd have sold for 10 million last summer. No problem whatsoever. I'll, I'll be completely honest. The player that, that he has been coached into under Arteta, I think has become, uh, you know, has hugely improved. And I'll, I'll quite happily hold my hands up and say I was wrong because I didn't, I, I thought he was of a very, you know, very average level. I thought he, I didn't think he was as good as Ox or Iwobi before we sold them. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. Like, as you, as you say, I like to see our own players come through. But I was kind of like, yeah, no problem. But under Arteta, he's clearly been coached well. I think he's got his head down. He's knuckled down. He's he's taken on the the idea of a new position. Um, and today, yeah, clearly was the best player on the pitch. When you're getting praise from from Chris Sutton, you know you've played well. Let me tell you. So um, you know, fair fair play to him. And and it, and if he is playing for a move again, fair play to him. You know, uh, I, I do think that he will potentially make us a, a pretty penny. And that might be the overriding decision. I think Arteta is, is obviously quite keen. The biggest thing for me, um, and this is where I'll draw a line on this one, is if it means that we can get in one high-caliber central midfielder who will give us creativity, then we've got to do it. Because ultimately, we've got players in his position that can cover, um, and we need to raise those funds. If it means we can get two, then there's absolutely no doubt we've got to do it. Um so, you know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll cover that in more depth on the podcast next week. So, um, yeah, if you've got specific questions, get those in. Um, right. We are hurtling headlong towards the end. Um, only got a couple of minutes left. So, uh, Carl, in the new in the new look uh, ABW live post show, these questions that I'm now going to open the floodlight, the floodlights, the floodgates to for, for people to ask. I want you to answer them nice and quick for me. Okay, so first one. 
No username required. I'm glad you've come back because I know it's your question earlier and I forgot it. So thank you. Uh, what do you think Nelson's role within the squad is going to be this season? Would you like to see him play more? I've kind of changed that around a bit, but you get the gist. Yeah, I mean, um, I think he's going to need to because I think with Sabayos gone, I think there's going to be a gap in there. I do think he needs to be a bit sharper, but I do think he's going to get game time 100%. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Orpheus Jones, where does William fit in? Uh, left wing, we have Elba who plays, Saka Martinelli. Right wing, we've got Pepe. Then there's Nelson Smith-Rowe. If we carry on this formation, where does he play? For me, he plays centrally. What do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Um, I think he has been brought to play in that number eight role. I think if we don't get Sabayas back, then he will play, he will partner Xhaka in centre midfield. And I think that's going to be his position to, you know, run on, be that number eight, the our role um, and push on. I think he's going to have a bigger role in this team than people think. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, question from the guy with the shit haircut. Danny Ceballos, what do you think? He was tweeting away during the game, clearly watching Arsenal. I noticed that he did a, a lovely little um, montage on his Instagram yesterday where he's charging around and, and doing all sorts of skills, clearly putting himself in the shop window. Uh, noticeably had his Adidas shorts rolled up so the Arsenal badge was not exposed. Um but he, he clearly he clearly has a, a piece in his heart for us, and I think he clearly has a piece a place in his heart for Real Betis. Uh, what do you reckon? I mean, would you still go after him in light of what's going on at the moment? Would you still be pushing hard for him to stay or come back? I would because we know what we're getting from him. He doesn't need to blood in. He doesn't need to try and work his way around the team. He doesn't need to, um, you know be and nervous in yeah he doesn't need to he can just him straight in he knows what he's getting he's we know what we're getting from him so therefore he knows what Arteta's style is he knows how Arteta wants to play so he just has to take time to try and fit in so I would go for no I wouldn't buy him but I'd go for another loan move because I just don't think Real Madrid wants him but at the same time you know if he gets to stay in Spain where he's gonna have sunny weather doesn't need to you know learn a new language you know, it's hard, isn't it, to try and entice someone away from their home country? Yeah, yeah, I would buy it myself. Um, Arjun Yadav, uh, what what about Smith Rowe, Emil Smith Rowe? Uh, I'll ask you a straightforward question, one word answer. Uh, loan, sell, squad. Squad. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Radiant HD, Tiago, Partey. Hang on, Thiago or Partey or Thiago to Arsenal? Is he saying either or? I don't know. Should we go with that? Um, who would you have between Thiago Alcantara or Thomas Partey if you had the choice? Thiago Alcantara. I think the guy is... <sighs> he's brilliant, isn't he? He's... he's a, There's not very often I say this, but he's a Rolls Royce of a player. Mm. Everything he does is just absolutely brilliant. Um, that pass in the Champions League final just... Oh. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And even in the semi final, did he have one in the semi final? I'm sure he did. Uh, uh, I want to yeah, say, yeah, I mean, he, he ran, yeah. ran game, didn't he? Pretty much, just so, absolutely yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, I, would, I, would, I definitely would take 30 million. I would 100% take buy him for 30 million, 100%. Yeah, um, Radiant yeah. actually come back and said, um, I guess he's saying between the three, Partey, OR, or, or Thiago. Um, I would actually go, <laughs> this will surprise you a lot, but I would go who some OR. Not just because of the French element, but he's the youngest. 
Um, he's for me the one with the most sell-on value if we go down that kind of route, which I hope we don't go down. Um, and he's the most purchasable of the three. I think Thiago is going to be very difficult to get out by Munich. I think Thomas Partey, I really like. Actually, I think he'd offer us a lot, but it's clear that Atletico Madrid want the kitchen sink and all the contents under the kitchen sink. Um, whereas Leon are very happy to bend over, open their bum cheeks wide and say, yes, you can have all of our players as long as we pay the right money. So I think he's probably the one that's most likely to, um, or the most likely of us to get. Uh, Nick is trolling, so I'll just completely blank that question. Thank you, Nick. Love you. Uh, and I did see a question that was asked to me, which is gone. Uh, somebody asked me who my team in the Farmers League was. You cheeky shit. Lorient. Lorient is my French team. I do have an affinity. There you go. Don, Don won. Uh, Lorient is my French team. Um, I follow them as you will probably see from my Twitter timeline religiously, uh, I do have some soft spots for some other um, French teams, but Lorient are my team. Um, let's finish with this one from Orpheus Jones. Thoughts on our striker situation? Aubameyang clearly a left wing. Eddie isn't good enough. Mm, yeah, I see where you're going. Lacazette isn't someone we can rely on. Orpheus, come on. Come on now, now. Come on. I'd love Richarlison. Oh, good God. Okay. Oh, it's gone off a cliff at the end there. It's gone off a cliff. Um, taking aside that Richarlison thing, because just no. What do you reckon to our striker situation? Lack of missing today. Eddie, for me, is your project player. He's the one that you want behind your first choice or maybe even third behind your first two choices. Links with Odward from Celtic this week as they went out of Europe hilariously. What do you reckon? Lacazette stays or goes? And I mean, I guess it's obvious if he goes, we've got to bring in, bring in a replacement. But how do you feel about the forward line? Um, at the moment, it's settled. And I say that because there's a relationship between Aubameyang and Lacazette. Do I think Lacazette is good enough? I'm going to have to go against you, Chris. I don't. I think he misses way too much. I mean, what he does for the team is great. But that's not what we want him to do for the team, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm. The link-up player for me is brilliant, but I want him to be up front scoring goals. So it's almost like you could play him behind the main striker, stuff that he does, or you have players that run in behind him. It's all mixed up in here as what Arteta needs to sort out. But I don't know. I mean, if an offer came in good enough for him, anything above 30 million... I probably would take for Lacazette, I'll be honest with you. Um, but the, the the issue is, is who you get to replace Lacazette. And that's my main issue. For the simple fact that you are not going to get a striker who we want to score, call it 20-odd goals a season for 30 million, 35 million, even 40 million. Mm. So it's, again, it's the replacement. So as much as I think Lacazette probably needs to just do more in goal scoring, because his work rate, a hundred, hundred percent. His work rate is, is, is loads, but I just think his goal scoring just needs to improve a little bit. Um, and if he does that, he, he's brilliant. But I just, I just can't see us selling him. I can't see it because of who we get to replace him. I personally love a season of of Lacazette fully fit because I don't think he's been fully fit for quite a while. And I'd like to see him under a full season of Arteta. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him with all the other players coming in. And the biggest thing of all, again, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to bang, bang the creative midfielder book. Um, 
but that for me is that's the key thing. If you get a creative number eight slash ten or a player that can can move the ball from midfield to the striker lines, then you can say to Lacazette, okay, that's cool. We don't need you to drop so deep now. We don't need you to do all the creativity. You go up and score the goals. You do the fox in the box work, the Franny Jeffers role, <laughs> and uh, and you let Aubameyang cut in from one side. You've got you know Saka, Martinelli. The list is endless from the wide areas. And you say to Lacazette, you just be our goal scorer. And if he gets you 15 to 20 a season, that's what he was doing at Leon. But what he was at Leon, we've covered this before, was a player who had Nabil Fakir behind him. And at Arsenal, he hasn't got that. And it's no coincidence to me that the best football that Lacazette played for us was when he had Mesut Ozil feeding him. And no, before anyone says anything, I'm not saying that Ozil's going to come back in, but I am saying he needs a proper supply line behind him. So that's my take on that one. Um, right, we are going to draw it and then there. I will just quickly answer Yemi's question because he did say about, um, he did come in late in the day and he said, do you think the rumours about Alcantara are true? I think they're true to the extent that he's a player Arteta would like, um, but I have concerns about his injury record and his age. And I think it might be a little bit of a, an inquiry rather than a bit further down the line, which certain of the players might just be a bit further down the line. I'll leave that there. Yeah, I'll leave that tease there. Um, right. Okay. We are going to wrap it up there, guys and girls. Thank you very, very much for uh, watching. Um, today's show has been about 40 minutes. Typically, these are probably going to go for about half an hour, 35 in the future. The plan is we had a, we had a round table meeting of ABW uh, the other night just to discuss some ideas. We've got plenty of fresh ideas, fresh content. I think that's the word. That's what the kids say, isn't it? Content coming your way this season. Um I know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts uh, out there that you can listen to. So we do really appreciate you tuning in to us waffle on. Uh, as we said at the start of the show, you can join the YouTube membership channel. You can join us on Twitch as well. You get some pretty little emotes. You get waves from me. Um, you get nudes from... Uh, no, actually, nobody wants nudes from Ellis. Scrap that one. Scrap that one. Danny's, but, uh, I've sent Danny's nudes with him in the bathroom. Danny's nudes, I mean, yeah. If, we had, if we've had to see them, then everyone else should have to see them as well. That's true. In fact, if the money's right, we could just get Danny to have different characters covering his bits in the bath with each picture that subscri everyone subscribes. So you get a different covering each time. Maybe that's maybe that's where we need to go with this. Um, but no, in all seriousness, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we will be back. Uh, the plan is to go live as usual after all the games. Um, there might be one or two here and there that we might struggle with. It just depends on people's schedules. But we will be here with a regular podcast every week and we'll be live after every game as best we can. Uh, you know us, guys and girls. We don't let you down very often. Um, but yes, we'll be back post Fulham now I guess in terms of the live shows and we'll be back with a podcast uh, next week don't ask me who's on because I've got no bloody idea it'll be like a raffle Danny will put the tweet out and then we'll all come running uh, gnawing at the bit to get on the podcast so if you didn't get your question asked today let us know um, via a tweet and we will try and get it answered on the podcast uh, Carl thank you for coming aboard um, happy days for us another trophy in the bank Thank you very much no, for your Chris, time. another major trophy. This 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 Sorry. is not come on now. Major trophy. Absolutely. Yes. The Mourinho trophy cabinet grows ever bigger. But yes, thank you very much for your time, sir. I'm sure we will speak again very soon. Au revoir. Danny, thank you for pressing the buttons. Thank you, all of you, for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Sorry about my shit hair. Can't have it all, can you? Up the Arsenal. Speak soon. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid.
splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>